1: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: A.J. Brown of the Philadelphia Eagles wants the football. Looked pretty unhappy while they were blowing out the Giants. There were a couple of moments on the sideline where you're like, he's actually salty right now. That they're not throwing the ball more. He yeah, had some interesting comments today about wanting the ball. We'll get to those in 10 minutes here on Grant and Danny when we hit all the headlines around the sports landscape today. Let's wrap up our conversation, though. We've been talking about this. It was something we saw, and you and I were both pretty passionate about it, and we thought it's relatable. It's something that inevitably a lot of you guys probably in some way will deal with might not be the right word, but... Um,
3: Something like this, you're gonna. if you have kids, you're going to come across yeah, something like this. You'll,
2: you'll come across it, for sure. 100%. I got a tweet here. I've been trying to read as many of them during the breaks as I can. Grant H. Paulson and Funny Danny. And Kara's a teacher for FCPS, so I guess that's Fairfax County Public Schools. Fourth grade. She says, we have not banned sports at recess at my school, thank goodness. But I have been yelled at already this year by a parent whose child got hurt playing soccer at recess. The issue about competitive sports at recess is the injuries, pure and simple. There's a major teacher shortage already. Yep. And so you're you're having, I guess, more injuries or I guess that's a fair question. Is it more injuries than when I went to school? Because I remember going to the nurse's office before with a, a hurt foot or a hurt hand or whatever.
3: And... But it's the attitude is different.
2: And What, what I was going to say real quick is I think the parents, like we're talking a lot about the kids, the kids, the kids. And they're, the kids, let's get right here. I mean, there's a way to figure that out, too. But if parents' reactions to your kid getting hurt playing soccer at recess is to scream at the fourth grade teacher, uh-huh. they need to be checked, too. Precisely. Like the parents are a big part of this problem.
3: I, I think it's at the core of all of it. There, there is a level of parental entitlement because you heard the the one caller a couple segments ago who I think 15 years is a physical, physical education teacher. Like what parents love to do is complain. They love to not do anything, and they love to, to, to email angry complaints. I'm sure this principal, who my, my heart goes out to her, it's not it's an unenviable position that she's in. He's, he had a great line where it was way, no matter want
2: these jobs. Well, right
3: yeah, now. no matter what we do, it's wrong. In other words, if we allow the kids to play and somebody gets hurt, the net parent's like, bah, 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 how could you let this happen? You know, whereas before it was, oh, the, the little man got nicked up. All right, well, he'll be out of commission for a couple of days. Like <laughs> sit on on the side and have people autograph your cast. That's just the way. That was the way of the world. It's different now. The, the like the entitlement that we have as adults, and it bleeds into our kids, It's it, it covers all of this stuff where no one's allowed to feel bad, no kid's allowed to get anything less than a perfect score, even if he spells the word wrong. It's the teacher's fault, whatever it is. That, that cuts across all of this. That's but at the core of it.
2: There is something, too, about, like, um, you know, we're talking about is there enough people out there helping? Are there enough teachers out there? It's a hard time and a bad time to be a teacher based on what you're saying right now. Like, who's signing up for this right now?
3: There's still so many incredible folks that have such a, an unbelievable passion for it and are called to it. I mean, that's that's how a lot of the teachers that I know think of it. It, it, it is a calling. It's something that you love to do. Like, you and I are both lunatics for, for being in radio. Who would try to get into radio now? Right, but here we are well, flapping yeah, exactly. our gums every day.
2: We're not above it in any way. Like we're in, we're in a dying industry. Totally, we you get know? it. Like, uh, but I think about it with you know every time I see and I understand there are good teachers and there are bad teachers. I'm not sitting here pretending like every teacher is the best. There are good police officers. There are bad police officers. There are evil police officers. There are terrible police officers. But every time I see one of these videos where someone's just trying to pull someone over and give them a speeding ticket for going 13 over and someone's telling them their rights and has the, the camera in their face. That is not a job I would want right now, right? It, being a teacher does not seem that fun right now. And I think that the parental part of this is that, as I'm reading some core. of these tweets from teachers who have been yelled at or kid got hurt and this is what they threaten, like people also just get so steamed up to sue people right now.
4: <laughs> yeah, you know,
2: And I don't think that's new. Like when was the, the famous lady with the McDonald's coffee? I mean, that was when I was a kid, I remember hearing that story. So I think there have always been litigious people that were looking for you know, a quick way to make some money. But if your kid's at recess and gets hurt... Now, I'm not sitting here telling anyone how to handle a major tragedy or something terrible that happens. If But if a kid has to put a cast on for a few weeks because they broke their pinky like I did playing football in the field one time, I don't know that we need to wage a war with the school over that. And I feel like there was a time where that just wasn't even a consideration.
3: Yeah, it wasn't even on the table. That was just called Wednesday.
2: And I don't know that that's, we're still in that time. Yeah, there's
3: a difference between a routine recess where, you know, boys or whomever got a little bit too physical versus, like, if kids snuck out of somewhere unsupervised and, like, jumped off the roof and broke a leg. That time you can go, hey, wait a minute, there's some negligence there. A normal recess over the course of things, like, a couple guys head-butted, you know, by accident. They ran into each other and, and someone had – it was bleeding from their temple. Sports recess, it happened. Please don't sue anybody. You know, there's a difference there.
2: Kevin's in Lanham on Grant and Danny wants to hop in. Hey, Kevin.
5: Love you guys. Great topic, man. Appreciate in my you. Day, like they always said, like Ricky Bobby said, if you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it is the parents. It's, it's, it's crazy. We're setting these kids for failure, man. And it's not because of the pandemic. It's been happening before the pandemic. I have kids now that I work with they're in their 20s, and you can't tell them they did a bad job or they're not doing the right thing. They get emotional and they want to go home. And then when litigation is involved with these kids now, with the parents, you got to understand the teachers are free babysitters. If your child gets hurt now, the, the the parent has to go to the hospital with the child. You're taking time out of their day, and they're pissed. I got to go take him to the hospital now because you guys let him play on a jungle gym, and now he got a broken arm. So that's another frustration part of the parents. It's 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 the parents are just like. It's crazy. I've never seen nothing like it. But there's no hope for the future, man. I'm telling you right now. I'm sorry to say that. That's pretty bleak. I used to play. I I used to play.
2: That's funny. It's bleak. There's no hope for the future. I'd like to choose hope. I sound like Ron Rivera. I'm an optimistic person. I really am, okay?
3: Did you look at the analytics in Indianapolis about hope?
2: I I watched. I'm the one that watched (laughs) the video of the football game at the recess, okay? I'm the one that printed off the papers. Lee's in Vienna. What's up, Lee?
4: Hi, I love your show. Thank I've you. never called into a radio station. I listen to you every day pretty much, but I just had to call in as a parent. And first I want to say teachers, they have the hardest job, and we as a society expect them to pick up the slack at every turn. I am not a teacher. I am a parent of two boys, an 18-year-old and a 16-year-old, and my 18 year olds now in college. So I've done a lot of reflecting on my parenting and what could I have done better? Sure. And, you know, as a parent, you want to clear out all the obstacles. You want it to be easy for them. You want them to avoid the humiliation on the playground or whatever. You just don't want them to feel bad and, and have bad things happen to them. But eventually, bad things will happen to them. And the earlier they experience it, the better, the more they'll learn. And, they, so coming back to this sports thing, sports for kids, kids need to get out and run around and get rid of some energy. Like if they're not going to have conflict on the playground, they're going to have it in the classroom. Like there's, they need to get out and, and experience the winning, the losing. My two kids have played sports. I didn't really play sports as a kid. And team sports, you learn how to get along with other people or not, but learn to, you know, just get through it. Um, and I just can't say enough for sports. Your kid doesn't have to be good at it, but it's good to learn how to play with others.
3: And Thank you, Lee. 100% Lee. I- echo everything you just said. I mean, the, the at, at its core, I think the, the best point she made in there, some of the things we are, we already said, but the this energy doesn't just dissipate, right? Like adolescent boys, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, if you don't let them Run it out and run it off a little bit. It's not like it's not like the classroom is going to be harmonious, right? That's one of the one of the ideas that you can't just keep them up in there for nine hours on on, on a given day. Yeah, just throwing lessons at them. They, they got to run around. They got to get some of that out.
2: I'll, I'll say this too, you know,
3: and being hard on parents too. Like
2: I already know this is going to be a huge challenge for me. So, like last night, okay, I told you my kids went to the Georgetown game. Uh-huh. By the way, the Hoyas won
3: a game. The Hoyas game. win. Hoyas win. A Hoyas win.
2: Big East game. I mean. I think Dr. Rich Shavakin forgot how to say Hoyas win. He's like, what was that thing I Hoyas used to say? Hoyas had more points
3: at the end. No, that's not it. No,
2: what is Hoyas victorious? It wasn't that. Hoyas. It's like calling people. What did I used to say I, when it they was, won? It's
3: been so long. 29 games.
2: But my two kids went to that game. It was a yeah. 7 o'clock start. They stayed the whole time. They mm-hmm. came home. By the time they, they dropped off their uncle and they got back to my house. It was it's like,
3: amazing they went to that game, by the way. Insane.
2: 920, right? Yeah. So my daughter, I'm, I, I come out to the car. They're both asleep. I grab one. My wife grabs one. She's like, Who do you want? I grab the uh, Reagan. I'm taking her upstairs and she looks over and she sees the Caps game on TV. Mm-hmm. And she looks at me and goes, Daddy, I don't want to go to bed. I want to watch the Caps with you. <laughs> and I stopped in my tracks. Let's watch the Caps game, hon. And I stopped and I'm like, She wants to watch the Caps with Dad. And for a second, it's 9 40 at night. Her bedtime is 7, by yeah. the way. She doesn't care about the Caps. She just. Wanted to say anything other than going to her bed. But for a split second, she knows. I almost let her come down on the... And my wife would have yelled and, and you know made me take her upstairs. Mm-hmm. But the point of the dude's story is, I'm going to probably have a lot of the same... Like I, anything oh, yeah. that isn't awesome. When I'm leaving her room after... I've done the three books. I've done this. I've done that. We did your prayer. We did the uh, I love you forever. I like you for always. And I rocked you. And I did all the stuff. Next thing is, can I have uh, ice water with some cubes? I'll go get you some ice water. Then it's gonna. I, I need to go brush my teeth. You, you barely have teeth, everything's fine, <laughs> but like it's always something, and it's I'm, always I'm something. just playing along. And, and after like a half hour, I'm like, you know what? I need to just wear this. She can cry if she needs yeah. to. I'm leaving the room. There are bigger, worse versions of that as you get older, absolutely. But that is at the end of the day, like I'm like, oh, I don't want for one second for her to not think dad's the best. She's gonna have to think every now and then. That sucks pretty bad. Yeah,
3: so they're going to they're say, I hate you, by right <laughs> the way, for a decision. And it won't be irrational. It won't be correct. Got to wear that.
2: Yeah, Dave, Silver Spring on Grant and Danny. What's up? Hey, Dave.
5: Hey, guys. How you doing tonight? Good, bro. I think you're right in just about everything you said. I mean, I really agree with you on that. But I also think there's an aspect, especially in the middle school age and the and the older elementary school, social media has a huge effect on these kids. And some of the things that they see and that they do, I mean, you know, whether you want them to or not, they see how parents react and how parents talk to each other. And I think that creates a lot of things. And also the school's not allowed to discipline these kids anymore. Yep. I mean, look at what happened in Virginia. You know, I read an article today that that six-year-old that shot the teacher, they were told on three separate occasions that day that he showed a gun to other students and they still couldn't
3: find it. Hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, that story is, is so, you know, shows you to track. your bone, and it yeah. you know, it, it tingles down your spine, just, just so, so gruesome and awful. But his larger point about not being able to discipline the kids, I think, is absolutely, absolutely the thing. It's absolutely true. And I, I don't know how to fix that necessarily. Because that
2: feels like a toothpaste out of the tube thing. Yeah. I don't know how to put the toothpaste back in there. Because, and that's not, like, we can pretend like that started a few years ago, and everyone will, will, I'm sure, have their reason why, and they'll slam their fist. When our dads and moms were in school, they would get slapped on the hand with, like, a ruler or whatever.
3: The nuns at St. John's used to whack my dad on the knuckles. Right. Yeah.
2: And even in public schools, you might not get whacked on the hand, but, like, teachers would do and say things that when we were kids, they weren't allowed to do. So my point is just that the trend has been away from whatever the extreme was at one point in time. For decades, but comparative to 15, 20 years, maybe at some point we went past the line of demarcation where there was a healthy amount of discipline that was necessary or beneficial, and I don't know. Maybe we're better off the way we do it now in terms of the lack of disciplining at school. I don't know, but there is something to be said for if there is a kid who gets into a bunch of fights at recess, he wouldn't just keep coming to school when I was in school. You beat up three or four kids at recess, you go to a different school now. Are you, are you you know what I mean? Like, yeah, of course. You're, you're, just, I mean, you're not allowed to just keep coming back.
3: In my experience, of course, it was different, and it sounds incredibly you know distant and, and ill-informed here for a moment, but that was one of the advantages of, of being in a private school was they could say to a parent, hey, this isn't a good fit. Thank you for your time. We will not be accepting your tuition check anymore. Much more difficult to do at a public school. Just is. Yeah, I only knew the public school, right? Like the, the Ray, number. But v- even then,
2: if, if a kid was a bad apple for less than a better phrasing, and it would just you, you got enough chances, and you you can't figure this out, you didn't just get to keep doing
3: it. Mm-hmm. Like ne- there were ramifications, and now you do more or less. It's is what is what it seems. Again, I don't have stats in front of me, but just, it's the way that it feels. Uh, Sean
2: is a teacher in Burke, I think, for over a decade. What's up, Sean?
5: Guys, it's crazy out there. Guys, guys, guys. Guys, Commander Danny, how are you? Good, bro. Um, So they're making it easier for everybody. That's that's the answer. They're making it easier for the kids to pass. They're making it easier for the kids to feel good so that they don't have to lose. In our area, if a student in high school does not complete an assignment, meaning does not take the test, does not turn – a blank piece of paper in, they get a 50%. 50% for nothing because they don't want students to fail because failure rates are bad and what happens is the students don't learn anything. So
2: wait, if, so I don't, they, if I don't, like there's a there's a homework assignment and I don't turn anything in, there's not a zero given to me?
5: Well, first off, there's hardly any homework. We're discouraged for the most part with homework, but also, yes, no zeroes. The policy is no zero. The only lowest grade that can go in the grade book is a 50%, which
3: is that, makes this it. Is
2: uniform, this is like widely done? Yes, across
3: the county. Have you heard this, statement I've not heard that. Now, granted, we're still doing stars and smiley faces okay, right, for my yeah, guys, yeah. but we're not that far away from great grades. This is, it's, it's absurd. So it is, your highest achievers
5: still really have to work, you know, to get an A, to get that to get that A, but the, the lowest achievers uh, hardly have to do anything. And then the pressure is not put upon the students to succeed and to do the work to pass. The pressure is put on the teachers to do everything in their power to make sure the kids pass. So the kids go on to the next grade and they don't know nothing. Um, anyway, it relates to the sports in the same way that you got to fail sometimes. I said in a meeting once, with other freshman teachers, you know one of these teachers, Grant, actually. Oh, um, about I, was in, <laughs> I was in a meeting, and I said to the administrator, you know, sometimes it's good for freshmen to fail first quarter because it opens their eyes to the idea that they can fail. 100%. And then they get their, they get their act together, start doing some work, and you see a turnaround. If you let them pass for doing nothing, that's what they're going to do. That's what you teach them. For the rest of the year yeah so anyway, left hand up
3: oh what a thing said <laughs> so tough... there agri- I agree with everything you said and then he did that Tough way for you to go out. Right I mean look end. we're
2: not gonna solve any of the, the world's problems today or, or figure this out but I think it it provokes some thought anyway and you know it's informative after seeing this story come across this yeah. week, I was pretty shocked I was I just I couldn't believe that was a thing and that uh, that apparently it wasn't just that one school I thought that would be national news. School in Fairfax gets rid of sports at recess. And then as I started to ask people, like, isn't this crazy? Everyone's like, dude, dude, no. this is what happens where my kid goes to school.
3: It's not crazy at all. It'll be news when they are like, school reinstates sports. Let's go uh, last word on this. Cynthia's in Rockville. What's up, Cynthia? Hey, Cynthia.
4: Hi, guys. I was just kind of chiming in on this as a parent. I'm you know, not a teacher. But some of this stuff just stems from at home. You need to teach your kids that it's okay to lose. Play some games with them at home so they know not to get into a fight. If they're getting in fights at school because they're losing, then something's not right at home, first of all. Second of all, this participation awards for everything is just kind of dumb. When I grew up, you, we had field day. You got ribbons for getting first place. They don't even do that anymore. And I think the more you take away these things, the less it teaches people how to behave in society.
3: Appreciate,
2: Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thanks. I mean, that's that's a, one of the thoughts.
3: Yeah. at, you know. at the earth, I don't know what the cutoff is. I'm not an expert in this regard. But, like, for my four-year-old, I it's totally fine with me that everyone got a trophy for their first season of being in a sport. Like, Absolutely. Like, the first three games, I'm not kidding you, I couldn't even get his uniform on him because the tantrum was so bad. I took him to the field for his first game. He just was in his underpants in the car. Yeah, when my, right? my <laughs> daughter,
2: who's three, went to a ballerina princess camp this summer. Right. Hard Everyone to get into camp. Get the, like, we don't need to sort out who was great and who wasn't. Yeah. When she goes to her first gymnastics lesson, which she wants to do in a couple of months, I don't know that we need to necessarily rank all the gymnasts, right? We were talking about how um, there was a story. I can't remember the specifics. Maybe you do. There was a hockey site that ranked all the prospects in the country. Remember yeah, there were that? Fifth graders. And they were, like, fifth graders, and they were ranked from, like, 1 to 1,500. And so there's, like, a kid logging in and saying he's the 1,498th best youth hockey player in elementary school or whatever. I don't think we need to do that either. But there is probably a point where it can just be okay Mm -hmm. if you don't win the title. Like it, Cam Newton walked off of a press conference after losing the Super Bowl. He should have just sat there and answered all the questions. You're more likely to sit there and answer all the questions if you've had to deal with having lost a lot more earlier on in your life, probably. The more often that you just always got to benefit from or uh, rewarded for losing in some capacity, the more likely you probably weren't going to be able to handle it when you lost in the Super Bowl. Well put. I mentioned... A.J. Brown, I want to tell you this real quick. Eagles receiver A.J. Brown dove into the mentality of a top-end wide receiver Wednesday as he faced questions about visible frustration on the sideline during a blowout win over the Giants. This is from Tim McManus of ESPN. They throw the ball to me 100 times. I'm going to want it 101 times, Brown said. Me personally, I just feel like I can change the game at any moment. Getting the ball often keeps you going, keeps you in a rhythm. It definitely puts you in a zone. You're locked in. Of course, I want the ball. Five minutes, 11 seconds left in the game. Eagles are up 31-7. to 24-point lead with five minutes left. Cameras showed Nick Sirianni trying to calm Brown down on the bench. Sirianni indicating afterward that Brown, who had three catches for 22 yards, you know, may have been chirping about what was going on. It is a pretty amazing scene as you're yeah. winning a game to get to the NFC Championship game. Yeah. He's saying, essentially, I want the ball. And he, he said, I'm not a diva, but I want the football. I want to help you guys. You've done enough helping. Like, you know who else is helping
3: right now? Miles Sanders, Jalen Hurts. You 200 some odd yards rushing. They got this covered right now. Because we're up 31, dude. You know? Oh, that's not my favorite thing. I mean, I understand the, the the pathology, but that's one where you go, I could turn that down right now because we're up by 31 in the NFC divisional round, right? We're, we're going to the NFC title game at home. If they don't give you the ball next week and you're losing, throw your tantrum. I mean, don't really, but you know what I mean? Like, be mad. You're, out, you're You're outstanding, and if they lose, if you guys lose next week and you've got three catches for 22 yards, yeah, cut your promo be pissed off in the locker room. No problem.
2: Championship Sunday is going to be a blast. Eagles, NFC Championship game hosts in Philly, San Francisco 49ers coming to Philadelphia, and then in the AFC title game, the Bengals at the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes today back at practice says that his ankle's going to be just fine. Andy Reid trying to be coy, but uh, Mahomes... Left no speculation about his ankle. Looks like he is going to not only play, but he thinks he'll be able to be himself. Should be two great football games. We'll be previewing them over the next couple of days here on Grant and Danny. Wizards Rockets tonight. I was
3: I thought it was tomorrow for some reason. It's tonight, eight it o'clock. It's a weird time. Tonight they're looking for four in a row. They're doing the thing again. They're doing the thing. Empty calories, W's. (laughs) Pat yourself on the back despite getting off to a terrible start. Wait a second. We've got a 6% chance of getting Wimbyano. we got
2: to win a few more games. Hurry up and put some points on the board, damn it. Let's lower that percentage to at least one or two. What are you guys doing? Four, the crew behind the scenes, Darris and Ryan. G&D saying so long. Lanell comes your way next with Overtime on the fan. Thank you for coming.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy